Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Unbreakable Podcast. Um, last week's episode was the introduction, and I thought it went great. I heard some great feedback from you guys, and um, I'm excited to talk today about my life and my experiences that I've gone through in the last couple of years. Um, and today's episode is going to be emotional, it's going to be raw, and um, these experiences that I've gone through have helped me for the better, even if I didn't see that in the moment, they have helped me to um, become who I am today, and I'm grateful for that, um, but there are some things I'm going to say today that are scary and I just want to let everyone know that these these things that I'm going to discuss um, that I've gone through are okay, they are real, and I know that a lot of us have gone through these things, um, but that it's always important to reach out to someone and to um, I don't know, just be there for someone. Um, you never know what someone is going through. And so it is just always good to check in on those and um, see how people are doing. So without further ado, let's get into this. And uh, we're going to start where my life got hectic. Um, I served a mission in Cincinnati, Ohio for seven months. Um, and came home April 2020 due to my asthma and COVID. Um, this was one of the craziest things to ever happen in my life. Um, I was dead set on where and what I would be doing for the next two years of my life. And that came to a screeching halt. And I was so confused. Um, I was hurt, I was lost, and um, I just didn't know what to do. Um, there's always a negative connotation with people that come home from their missions early, and um, I really think that we should just stop with that. I think that's a little ridiculous, um, because at the end of the day, this person still went out and they tried and they sacrificed for however long they were out for. And that's enough right there. Um, and Jesus, he loves us all. And uh, we all have a different plan in life and path in life. And so I think the negative connotation that comes with coming home early should um, stop, be done with and... Um, I think we should get that out of our heads and 
It's just something that I'm passionate about because I find it ridiculous that we judge others upon that. Um, and um, I remember when I got home, I was just so confused. There's a whirlwind of emotions and um, COVID was happening, so we didn't know what was happening with the world and all these things were kind of happening, going on and um, whenever I would see people out in public or um, at church, there was always like the, oh, hey, how was it? How was your mission? It's crazy that you're back. Um, what are your plans and all this stuff? And I was just like, oh, all right. So there were just a lot of weird looks and weird um, things that. I heard and saw, and I was just like, okay, I just am not interested in taking part of this. And, um, anyways, I got home, and um, I didn't know if I was going back out on my mission. I didn't know what my plan was, and so uh, I just started in school, enrolled in school, and started doing some classes. Um, and then I moved up to Utah to begin my residency. Uh, to go to Utah Valley University up here. Um, but I really just wanted to leave Vegas, uh, which is where I'm from, uh, because I just felt like there was nothing there for me. Um, my family was there, and I love them, and I'm grateful for them, but there just was, I don't know, I just didn't, enjoy being back in Vegas. I don't know if it had to do with the negativity that surrounded me in my coming home or if it was just like, I don't know. I just felt like I needed to get out of there. And so I moved up here and moved in with my cousins and it was a great time. And um, I really missed the camaraderie that I had from the mission field. And so that was fun to have that be replaced with them. And um, it was a fun time. And I did a lot of traveling to various states and um, really enjoyed the college atmosphere and lifestyle and dating. and um, But there was always this thought in the back of my head, um, was I doing the right thing? Um, am I supposed to be out in the mission field still? Am I supposed to go back? Was this just a test of my faith to... Um, come home and then go back like I was just super confused and I had a lot of long nights about it where I would just be up thinking and um, there would be nights where I'd be crying and just like I just didn't know what my path was and I felt like I was praying about it I was asking for advice from others about it um, and eventually I reached out to my stake president and I said, hey, is there a possibility that I could go back on my mission? And he said, yeah, there is a, a good possibility. Um, when would you like to leave? And you'll be headed back to Cincinnati if you go. And I was like, oh, oh, my goodness. Um, this is I was really hoping you would say no. That way it could just close that chapter and not continue to have me worry about it. Um, and so... I thought about it some more, and I kept getting the answer, um, yeah, you can go, or you don't have to go. And so I was like, ugh, this is just the worst. 
Um, and so I told him, okay, let's go, let's do it. Um, uh, I'm, I will leave anytime after Christmas. And so then I got my call for January 7th and, um, I was all set to go and eventually it kind of snuck up on me and got closer and it was November and my parents were like, okay, it's time for you to move back and start preparing to leave again. And, um, I was just like, ah, I don't want to leave yet. I don't, I don't want to leave my life here. I enjoy it. I enjoy the friends I made and, um, people I was hanging out with. And I just really didn't want to go back to Vegas yet. Um, and then my parents brought up a couple of good points, um, before, it got more serious about me going back and uh, they were like, is there a possibility that you come home again because of your asthma? And I was like, oh, I don't know. So I reached out to my mission president this time and I asked him and he couldn't really give me a straight answer about it. And I was like, oh, um, okay, this is getting more challenging of a decision to make than I anticipated. Um, and December came and I still didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I had this mission call and I didn't know if I was going to be leaving or not. Um, I had just gotten a job, a seasonal job. So, um, you know, if I didn't stay on at this job, I could go and, so I kind of made the decision that if they kept me on at, my, at the job I got past seasonal, then I would stay home and uh, that that was my answer that I didn't have to go. And if I got fired or if they didn't keep me on, um, that I would go back on my mission because that was the answer that I got. Um, and so it was getting, it was getting close. It was like two weeks before and my boss met with me and he's like, okay, uh, You've done some great work here, and we'd uh, like to keep you on. And I was like, oh, great, cool, there's the answer. Yeah, I'll stay on and work for you guys a little bit longer. And, um, so I declined my mission call. Um, but there was always this thought in the back of my head that, uh, did I make the right choice? Um, I, again, would have long nights where I wasn't sure, or, um, thoughts that I wasn't sure if I had made the right choice, and um, I asked my friends who were still out in the mission field if um, how it was out there, and there wasn't much improvement. They were all kind of still in, stuck in their apartments all day, just Facebook finding, and that wasn't really something I wanted to do, um, but if... Um, the Lord wanted me to do that, then I, I would have gone and done it. Um, but it's, there's, I just was still concerned on if I'd made the right choice or not. Um, and I'd been battling that decision for months. And finally in August of 21, um, I got the answer that I wanted or that I was looking for. Um, I had gotten a priesthood blessing from my uncle uh, for the upcoming semester that was starting. And um, I never really talked to him about my struggles with this or uh, 
um, how I was feeling about it all. And he started the blessing. And in the blessing, he said that my mission was complete and that um, I didn't have to worry about it anymore and that I made the right choice. And um, he started crying, I started crying, and um, it was one of the coolest moments of my life, just finally getting the answer that I had been so worried and um, confused about. Um, and that changed my life. I was finally free of the guilt of, did I make the right choice or not? And, um, I was happy that I felt like I could finally live my life for me. Um, and I did just that. Um, I started living life. Uh, still working, I was doing school, I was about to get my associate's degree, um, hanging out with friends, dating, all the fun college stuff, and um, I started dating this one girl in January of 22, um, and things were great, uh, great first date, we hung out well, we probably saw each other after the first date a couple times, and we started hanging out almost every day, and we talked all the time, and life was good. I, I started to see some potential in this uh, relationship, and um, I was excited. Uh, and one night, I asked her, I was like, hey, can we hang out tonight? And um, she was like, no. I was like, what? That was weird. Um, and she's like, no, I don't think we can be friends anymore. I don't think we can talk. It's too hard. And, uh, I'm sorry. And I was just taken aback. I did not know where this was coming from. Things were fine the day before. And I was just so confused and just like, I just didn't know what to do. And so... I went with a friend, and we talked about it, and um, she had also said to give her like three weeks time to figure everything out and where she's at, and um, we can go from there, and those are by far the longest three weeks of my life. Um, there was just so much that happened in those three weeks. I tried to date the people. Um, I tried to get it off my mind. Um, I couldn't do any of that. I was struggling to move on. Um, she's all that I could think about, and it was honestly terrible. Um, and finally, when those three weeks were up, because I was counting down, um, I called her and I was like, Hey, can we just like talk this out? Um, because I felt like there was just a lot of miscommunication and stuff. And so we talked for a good hour or so and, um, both felt that we were in a spot where we could hang out again. And, um, so we were hanging out and stuff and, um, 
then I noticed that she would start hanging out with her ex-boyfriend again. And I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. Because she always talked about how terrible um, he was and how um, mentally and emotionally abusive he was to her. And I was just like, why are you going back to him if he does all these things? Um, I understand if there's uh, past feelings there and, and stuff, and it's hard to move on from someone that you've spent a great deal of time with, but um, I was like, you know what, I, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to deal with this. Um, and so I just told her, um, and, um, so I was like, Hey, give me a couple weeks this time to kind of figure everything out. And, uh, maybe we can go from there. And I'll never forget, she texted me on April 1st uh, because I thought it was an April Fool's joke. And she was like, hey, let's like hang out, let's do something tonight. And I was like, uh, it's kind of weird. Um, why are you texting me out of the blue like this? Um, and so we hung out that night because I was so curious. And it was great. I had missed her, and she had missed me, and um, life was looking up again, and um, so I was just happy, and um, we were hanging out a lot more frequently, and she had this other guy friend down in Arizona, and I didn't really think too much about it at the time, though I uh, probably should have. Um, but, um, our relationship was kind of weird. Um, we were in the spot where we would do things more than friends. We would do things as friends and it was always hard to tell what she wanted. Did she want to be more than friends today or did she want to be only friends today? And I didn't know how to navigate it. Um... And so I would always, my friends and I were super close and we'd always do stuff. And so I was like, hey, if you want to come hang out with my friends and I, um, you won't be the only girl. So you can come hang out and it'd be fun and I'd like you to meet them. And she would always have excuses or stuff going on. And I was like, okay, well, this is really getting weird because I met a lot of her friends that would come into town and stuff. And um, it was really perplexing. And so a couple months go by and we're still hanging out, having a good time. And, um, I go to Vegas several times and stuff happens with this guy from Arizona. And, um, I can tell that that is starting to develop into something more than friends, but I didn't want to lose her. And so I did everything in my power to try and keep her our relationship going and um I would take her on surprise dates and we would hang out and um it was great at those times um but then she would play these games with him and get in my head and 
um, I would get super angry and upset and sad and um, there was no quite how to deal with it all. And um, I remember going to work a couple days, several several times, and I would just be down in the dumps and depressed and not want to talk to anybody and um, just skate by doing my work. And it was noticeable what I was going through and people would ask me and they would just, I just would never listen. Um, people would tell me to move on uh, because they all recognized these games that she was playing and I didn't. Um, and it was just really tough. And so I went to my aunt and uncle to talk about it some more and um, they really helped me to figure things out. Um, I didn't really want to go to anyone else, um, just because it was just like, I don't know how to describe it. It just, I don't, I don't, it just felt good to just talk to them about it. And so they offered me some great advice and I took it and, um, my uncle gave me another blessing about it all. And, um, I felt like I was finally ready to move on and get out of that situation and I had gone on dates with other girls finally, and um, I think she noticed that. And I remember one night we were hanging out, and um, I asked her, I was like, is it weird to see me date other people? And she was like, yeah, it is. She's like, you're my Tyler. Like, how can, this is weird for me. Like, I don't like it. And I was like, what the, like, I was like, I was like flabbergasted. I was like, there's no way you just said that because you're literally doing the same thing with another guy. Like, you're just up and dating this guy who you said was your friend and this is just insane. Like, I literally could not fathom that she'd said that. And I was so pissed and I was angry and I just went silent and drove her home Gave it a couple of days, and I was just like, okay, this is ridiculous. Um, but we talked it out a little bit more. We were friends again. Um, and then she was like, yeah, so he's moving here in July. And uh, he's probably going to want to be my boyfriend. And I was like, oh, that's great. I'm glad you're, I'm so glad you're telling me that. Um, really makes someone feel good. Um, when they hear that news. So, uh, I was just dreading July. I took her on a last hurrah date, did everything, uh, went mini golfing, got food and hung out, watched a movie and stuff. And, uh, really felt like that would be the last time I saw her. Um, and it obviously wasn't, I saw her a couple more times after that. And, um, it just wasn't good for me. Um, and eventually my friend, uh, took my phone and kind of just told her off and said, Hey, please do not contact me again. Um, it's just not, uh, this just isn't a good time and I'm over it. And I really am thankful for that decision that he took to do that. And I'm grateful that he did that. Um, because there, I just, would not have ever been able to do that. 
Um, however, um, I remember there was this one night in June that year before she told me all this. Um, I was hanging out with her. And her friend, one of her girlfriends was there visiting. And um, she's like, hey, do you want to come to church with me tomorrow? And um, I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Um, super excited that she asked. And then her friend was like, um, oh, wait, isn't um, the Arizona guy going to be here tomorrow with you and going to church? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm so sorry. Um, You can still come, though, if you want. And. I was like, uh, no, no, I'm good. I'm sure he's a great guy and all, but I, I think you understand that I just don't want to be there. I don't want to meet him. Um, and I remember I drove home that night, and this I'll never forget. I got in the car, and 1-800-BY-LOGIC started playing, and I was just blown away at the timing of that song and everything that just happened. Um, so I got home and I was just distraught and um, angry and crying. And um, I got so low that, that night that I thought about being harmful. Um, thought about cutting. And these are things that I had never thought about doing in my life. And it was the strangest um, experience ever, but it was, um, I don't, I just really did not want to be alive anymore after that night. Um, and so I reached out to my best friend, my lifelong friends, and I said, Hey, I'm really going through a hard time right now. And I really could use some advice and help on this. And, um, there was some drama at the time uh, between all my friends and I, and uh, I got a response that said, um, no, um, you were not there for me when all this drama began, and I was um, taken, taken back. I was like, wow. And my darkest hour, time of need, one of my closest friends denied me because I chose to stay out of this particular drama um, and not be involved. And I was really hurt by that and didn't know what to do. Um, tried to talk about it a little bit more, all the drama with him, a little bit more the next couple of days, but we couldn't get to a resolution and so I lost some very close lifelong friends that day um, I lost this girl that I cared about and um, life could not have been any lower at that at that time um I would talk to my therapist about stuff and kind of just like, what do I do? Like, how do I get through this? Why is this happening to me? And um, He just told me that it was going to be okay and that this was just part of life and that 
Um, I just needed to take one thing at a time, focus, and um, I learned a lot about breathing exercises and journaling and um, just feeling the emotions. And it was okay to feel these emotions um, and not to bottle them up or... um, I don't know, just push them deep down, and I'm really grateful for that, and so glad that he was able to help me through those things, um, and I was working a lot at the time to kind of try and distract myself, working like 10, 11 hour shifts, um, playing basketball a lot throughout the week, multiple days, and um, I was slowly getting to the best physical shape of my life and um, hoping that it would help with my mental and emotional, but it was not. Um, I could not get this girl off my mind. I didn't really have a lot of people to hang out with. I had just select few who I've gone extremely close to, and I'm grateful for those relationships and how far we've come. Um, and I got close with family my sister moved up, and so life was looking like it was going to be better, but I didn't feel any better. Um, uh, these were some extremely low points, and um, to make matters worse, I then broke my foot, and I could not uh, do anything physically. Um, so I gained some weight. Uh, I was depressed. Um and there was just nothing that I could do about it, I felt like. I felt like I was just lost and stuck in this pattern, and um, I just didn't know what to do. And I remember going to Las Vegas for some family stuff, and um, we all, my cousins and I, kind of decided to go get some tattoos to just do it, to just have fun. And I was, I was a little hesitant because, you know, it's a tattoo. It's like lifelong on my skin. Um, I wasn't too sure about it. Um, it was obviously, um, not, it's, it's looked down upon in the, in the church. And so I was hesitant about that, but I was just like, you know, I need to make a decision for me and myself and not let anyone else tell me what to do or tell me how to feel. Um, And so I got one. And I got one to try and prove other people, um, like to prove to other people that I could do something on my own. I could make my own choices, which was a stupid way of doing that. However... Um, I don't regret any of it, and, um, I just was such, in such a low place, um, because I'd gotten the blessing to move on, I wasn't moving on, and so I lost my faith, and I lost so, I, I, everything, pretty much, I feel like I lost everything, and I didn't know what to do, and so, I just... I don't know. I tried to be active in church um, because there wasn't much else going on for me with everything going on. Um, Tried to meet new people and see if there was any 
um, potential in dating um, to get this girl off my mind and move on and nothing was working for me. Um, I was insecure. Um, I wasn't confident. Um, I was depressed. Um, I lost my friends, my faith. Um, and I just didn't know what to do. Um, so I went and talked to the bishop about a couple things and kind of just to get his opinion on stuff. And he didn't really, um, help. It seemed like I was on my own and that he didn't really care. And, um, I was just like appalled. I was like, this guy is supposed to be helping me. He's supposed to, uh, guide me and give me some direction in my life. And, uh, he kind of just blew me off. It felt like, and, uh, made everything seem like it was my fault. And, um, that put a really, really sour taste in my mouth. Um, uh, because growing up, I felt like I had great bishops who cared about me and my well being, And, um, I got up here and it, it, I was just like, wow, this guy is, doesn't care. That's kind of crazy. And so I didn't want to go to church anymore. So I didn't go to church. Um, I tried to put on a good face at work and school and I didn't really care. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to talk to people. Um, and, um, I'm grateful for my good friend. Um, he knows who he is. Uh, he's, he's helped me to push me to be more social and go to these various activities to meet new people and stuff. And, um, uh, finally, once my foot healed, I went to the gym with a lot of people, with a couple friends and tried to take out my anger and, um, everything through that, through that. Um, I tried to play basketball, but I, it just was not the same. Um, with my broken foot, I was still healing and I kept getting angry because I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do. And I was just so angry, um, because life was just kicking me and kicking me and kicking me and holding me down and just kicking me. And I just didn't know what to do. Um, I started to go to church again. Um, my sister kind of pushed me to do that and started to go to church again a little bit. Um, I started meeting new people and gained some new friends, some lifelong friends. And, um, I started to get to a place where I was feeling better about stuff. Um, I still missed that girl a lot and thought about her every day and, um, I texted her and I said, Hey, like, I'm so sorry how everything kind of turned out, but I hope you're doing well and, um, and stuff. And, um, I'm grateful that I was able to come to peace and do that. Um, because I wasn't angry about it anymore. I was just more sad about it. And so I was finally felt like I was in a place where I could do that. And, um, I wish her nothing but the best. I've never seen her or talked to her since, but I'm sure she's doing good. Um, 
And I was always just super confused why that year just absolutely killed me. Um, I thought this girl was a better part of my future. Um, I thought I had lifelong friends. Um, and I kind of lost all that in the same few months. Um, and I was just confused as to why I was going through all that. Um, I tried dating. I was not in a great emotional spot. Um, I was still super anxious and super, um, mentally and emotionally, um, trying to figure things out. And so I wasn't confident in, in dating and tried, um, but I, I just couldn't do it. I was just too anxious about it all. And I recognized that I was struggling mightily with this and trust. And, um, so I just kind of halted my dating life. Um, I tried to focus on me and what I was doing. Um, and felt like life was getting a little bit better. Um, improving a little bit, I was getting a little happier, and, um, felt like I was finally starting to be okay with everything that happened, and, um, talked to my therapist, and felt like life was getting better, and life was good, and, um, I was still trying to get over all this stuff, and, move on, and I really just was struggling to still do so, um, there were days where I would pray, pray to not wake up in the morning, um, I would just didn't want to be here, I didn't want to be present, I didn't want to do anything, um, and um, a lot of my journaling was just, um, uh, negative and, um, I was just a negative person and, um, I don't know, I just was not, I was distracted a lot and I just couldn't, um, I don't know, my faith, I just, it was just bad. It's, it was just a terrible and unfortunate situation that I hope no one really has to experience um, because I was just so sad and confused and lost and didn't know how to attack it. Um, I thought I was doing everything. I was doing everything everyone told me to do. I was working out. I was journaling and I was trying to pray. Um, trying to hang out with friends and meeting new people and nothing seemed to get me out of this funk. Um, I would try and hang out with my friends here and there, but it still wasn't really, uh, it wasn't never the same after kind of hearing how everything went down and everyone's opinions on things, um, 
and I don't know, I felt like the whole world kind of turned their back on me, and um, I didn't know what to do. Um, I tried to look happy and act like life was great and good, and um, I felt like I displayed that pretty well, um, and uh, I just uh, didn't know what to do. And a couple months ago, uh, I took a business trip out to Ohio and to Texas. And when I was gone, uh, I felt like a lot of my problems went away. um, Because I wasn't there anymore, and so I didn't think about it. And um, obviously... Being in a hotel room by yourself for 10 days isn't ideal. Um, And it kind of did suck a little bit at times. But it was just good to kind of hit the refresh button and know, like, that I just needed people in my life. I needed to be around people. And um, they were uplifting me more than I realized. And... um. I remember I got back from my trip and immediately I felt like I didn't belong here. Um, I got back and I felt like it was better when I was gone. Um, I got back and all my insecurities and... um, my depression and everything, it kind of came back worse because it all came back at the same time. And um, I remember I uh, took a drive that night, brought my journal with me, and I just drove out of anger and sadness. And I drove up the canyon and I drove and just kept driving. I had no intention of turning around, um, looking back. I didn't take anything with me, just my wallet and my phone and um, a journal. And I just kept driving and driving and driving and driving. And I was I, I was shouting and screaming and I just was like, why is this happening to me? Why is this something I have to go through? And... Um, I remember I I pulled up to Soldier's Hollow, and it was empty, and um, that's when the scariest thoughts I think I've ever had came into my mind. Um, I had the thoughts, I had thoughts to... Um, and all the pain, suffering, and sadness that night up there. Um, and that was the place to do that. Because it was open, no one was there. Um, it's dark. Um, and um, I just broke down, started crying a lot, and um, 
And then it was like this weird flash of all these positive memories and all these people that care about me and people I care about in my life just came to my mind and having to answer to them why I would have done what I had intended to do that night. Um, and I was like, no, this is not, this is not me. This is not, um, my path in life. And I got out of there as fast as I could. Um, and I just kept driving and I was headed home and I stopped and turned off and just journaled about everything that had just happened. And I began to cry happy tears and realize that, you know what, this is, this is my life. This is, I went through these things to help others to know that it's okay to not be okay. And that my faith in Jesus Christ was there the whole time and that he was with me the whole time and I just didn't realize it. Um, one of my favorite um, stories or poems is about the man walking in the sand, looking back at his life um, and he sees four sets of footprints um, and he sees Jesus and he asks him, he's like, how come in the hardest times of my life, there was only two sets of footprints or, or one set of footprints, sorry, instead of two. And Jesus told him that is because I was carrying you and with you through those dark times. And that is when I realized that that was one of those times for me. Um, that even when I had sworn him off, sworn off the gospel and everything that I learned and everything that I believed in and sworn off friends and family and life and um, that he was there all along to guide me, direct me, and um, be there for me. Um, and I was just so happy that I'd finally realized that, um, and I remember the next couple of days I, I began to look at life a little bit differently and, um, I was happy that I was able to figure these things out and I sat down with my roommates and I talked to them about it all and I remember, um, that they were just happy that I was finally able to get to a point where I was just myself again. And um, they both gave me a big hug and told me that they're happy to, that I'm here and that they're always there for me. And I was just excited and happy that we could um, have that moment. Um, and I met with my therapist the next next day and kind of told him everything that had happened. And he was just like, 
Um, I was like, you know, like I just, I just want to, you know, let you know from the beginning, uh, I had never any intention or never any um, desire to end my life. I, I, um, it is, I, I just don't think I would have the will to do it. I don't know how people do. Um, but I went through these things and these things happened and I had these experiences and he was just like amazed and he was just like so happy that I could come to these realizations and, um, it was life changing. And I think that's when it really set in all this reflecting and all these insecurities and all my confidence and depression and all these things finally set in. And I was just so happy. Um, I was myself again and that's when I realized and got the idea for this podcast. Um, I got so close to my breaking point that it helped me to know that I was unbreakable. No matter how hard the devil tried, um, no matter how hard life tried to get me down, to that breaking point, I was unbreakable. And that's when I had the idea to make this podcast to show people that we are all unbreakable. That as hard as life gets and as hard as it gets us down and we all have different problems and ideas and and mindsets and that if we're not perfect at one thing or if we're going through this thing with some friends or financial problems or stuff like that, that it's going to be okay. Um, I did not think life was going to be okay for almost two years. Um, I thought I saw ends in sight. And I know for a fact that um, I'm here for good reason. I'm here to... Um, hopefully help others, hopefully to lift up others and to be there for them. And um, if I've learned anything from this, it's just how powerful love is. And and um, I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that I was able to share this story. Um, hopefully... Um, It's taken in a good manner. There were some real things that I talked about here. And um, I don't want anyone to freak out. This is the first time a lot of you will be hearing these things. Um, And I am worried for those reactions. But it's okay. We're good. We all... I, I prefer to go through things alone obviously it doesn't always work out the way that it has for me so far um but I know now that it's okay to reach out it's okay to ask for help it's okay to um look to others for help and I hope that if anyone is struggling out there like I was or having similar thoughts or ideas that they just talk to someone about it. Um, Because most of us have been there. Most of us have 
had similar experiences and ideas and um it's not something that we should shy away from it's a topic that a lot of us are scared to talk about i feel like because it is so scary and real um but i think that we all should um be more open about it in a way that is respectful and that is understanding and and taken with love um because up until a couple of years ago i kind of didn't believe in mental health and depression and anxiety and any of that and then it kind of hit me like a truck and it's been a whirlwind ever since but um just know that you're not alone out there and life always gets better the grass is is greener um and that you're just going through this as a trial of faith, as something to teach you, as um, an experience to maybe help someone out with later. And I'm grateful for um, the position I'm in and the love that I've received. And life is good for Tyler now. He's in a great spot. He's happy. He's um excited for the future and uh I mean obviously we all have some tough days but I don't think um I think my toughest moments are somewhat behind me I obviously know there's I've got a long life ahead of me but for now my toughest are behind me and I just have uh my future to look forward to so I'm grateful that you guys have taken this time to listen to this today. I know it's a bit of a longer episode, but it's something that I'm passionate about and something that I hope can help change your life or hope or uh, help hope can um, help with whatever you're going through. Um, and I just want to thank you guys so much for listening and um Hope you have a good rest of the day and uh, thank you so much.